tribe exists to make the name of Jesus famous in all of Jackson Hole and the uttermost bounds of the earth by building strong families, connecting through community, developing servant leaders, and making disciples that will change the world. Join us for services on Sunday at 5.30 p.m. You can follow us on Facebook by searching tribejh.com. If you have any questions like getting plugged in, giving, or just want to know more about Jesus, send us an email or call. Information is all on the website at tribejh.com. And now, Pastor Brian. I, uh, I really missed uh, getting to be with y'all last week. I was on the road coming back from Laramie. My daughter was in a soccer tournament down there. Uh, uh, but didn't our team do great? Yeah. Like just the collaboration and the prayer. Like if you, if you weren't here... You missed out on a great service. I wish that, that I had been here for, for that. And it's so great to be able to like step out of the pulpit and know that like things are going to be handled as well, if not even better than when I was here. So thank you, team, so much for all that you did. Let's give them a hand. And that was, that was so great. That was so great. And uh, as we get started, I got just a, a couple of things for you um, this evening. Um, this is, it may not be like the number date, but like on the calendar, this represents the, our one-year anniversary of when we began to meet on a weekly basis. How about that, y'all? Isn't that amazing? So, so last year, we kind of had a soft launch. We did a Christmas Eve service down there in that room. And then we took New Year's Eve off, and then the very first Sunday in January, we began meeting together as like a tribe, as a family, on a weekly basis, and here we are a year later. How many of you were at that very first like weekly service? Yeah. Oh, man, that's so great. Which, and I see a lot of hands that aren't raised. That's so great. I'm so glad that all of you are here with us tonight, and it's interesting to note that this time last year, we began uh, regular weekly services, and this year, on this night, there is another church that is just getting started here in Jackson Hole, and I had mentioned it to you like a few weeks ago uh, as we were like getting tribe like off the ground, and like right at about that same time, there was a, another like satellite church that wa wanted to plant a campus here uh, in Jackson, and we kind of found out about it, and like you know, my fragile male ego was like, you know, doing all kinds of dumb things on the inside. And I was like, well, who do they think they are? And, and, and I was like, dude, Brian, like, you got to chill. It's, the, it's, it's, it's a good thing that they're coming. And I, how many of you remember me mentioning that? I was talking about that, right? Will you hold that? Um, well, I went and I, I met the, the campus pastor. His name is, is Kevin, and uh, the, the church that is planning a campus here is called Fresh Life. And before I met Kevin, I was like, Fresh Life? Kind of, <laughs> kind of name is Fresh Life. Well, you name a church Fresh, Fresh Life? Like, here we are named Tribe. <laughs> and I'm like, Fresh Life. <laughs> but I met Kevin. And like after two minutes of meeting Kevin, I was like, yeah, fresh life. <laughs> I love these guys. And so, so tonight, they're beginning uh, weekly services, and they're a video campus 
um, you know, they, they don't have the privilege of having like their really handsome pastor like in person like you guys do every week. It's true. Um, but their pastor is, is based out of a church in Montana, Levi Lusco. And so when we got our start here in, in the valley, we were welcomed and blessed and encouraged by many churches in the valley. And so it's our turn to bless and, and pray for and encourage uh, the new church that, that's coming. Can we do that as a tribe, fam? Amen. All right. So uh, why, don't, why don't I pray real quick? And would you just like grab, like touch an appendage of a, a neighbor next to you? And let's just join our faith. And we will pray for uh, Kevin who's going to be like the campus pastor, and then Levi Lusco, and, and Fresh Life, and the, the great work that's going to happen here in the valley, and the people. Am I already praying? Lord, we lift up Fresh Life to you, and we say, bless them, Lord. From our family to their family, God, we ask that you would abundantly bless them. Father, we pray for uh, financial provision to come in for this campus. Father, we thank you that you've provided a place for them to meet already, but we ask for the financial resources to, to accompany the vision that's been given to Pastor Levi Lusco, and we ask that you would bless their church, Lord. Father, we pray for Kevin and his family and his two children, Lord, that you would protect their health, that you would protect their time together as a family, that you would protect uh, their finances as well, and you would cause them to to prosper, Lord. Father, right now we pray for the people that live in this valley that will be impacted by fresh life, that, that don't darken the door of a church yet. They're, they're not a part of any of the churches uh, that are here in this valley, but people that don't know you, that haven't had a life-changing encounter with you. Father, we pray for those people. Your word says that the, the harvest fields are ripe. Pray to send laborers out into the field. And so, Father, we thank you that additional laborers have been brought in here. Man, Lord, you're reminding me of that story in the New Testament where, like Jesus says, cast your net on the other side of the boats, and they do that, and there was such a huge number of fish that they couldn't even pull them up with the nets, and they had to call in other boats. Thank you, Lord, for bringing in other boats to, to, to bring in the harvest that you want to see of people's lives changed here in this valley. And so, Father, we're so excited for fresh life, and we just pray that, that you would bless them and that you would cause them to just grow and grow and grow. We pray these things in Jesus' name, the strong Son of God, and everybody who means it says, Amen. Woof! If you have a Bible with you this evening, would you turn to the book of Deuteronomy? Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. All right, so now we know who has children in our kids' ministry and who's got the CD of the Bible songs, uh, books of the Bible song. So I always hear that in my head when I say Deuteronomy. Yep, it's, now it's in your head too. So Deuteronomy chapter 10. And while you're turning to Deuteronomy chapter 10, I just want to share uh, with you this evening uh, what I feel like the Lord put on my heart for 2018. And the Lord directed me to this passage in Deuteronomy chapter 10, and I want to read just a few verses to you, and then we're going to unpack it for a few moments together. I'm going to begin reading in verse 17, verse 17. 
No, let me read, uh, start in 18. It says this, he, speaking about God, ensures that orphans and widows receive justice. Your adoption will be successful. He shows love to the foreigners living among you and gives them food and clothing. So you too must show love to foreigners, for you yourselves were once foreigners in the land of Egypt. You must fear the Lord your God and worship him and cling to him. Your oaths must be in his name alone. He alone is your God, the only one who is worthy of your praise, the one who has done these mighty miracles that you have seen with your own eyes. And so over the, the holiday break, uh, you know, you think, okay, I'm going to get a little bit of time to, to like catch my breath. I'm going to get a little bit of time with my family before you go into the holidays. And then the holidays hit and it's just like, you know, a grenade of like parties and, and eggnog and traveling and all this stuff. And now here we are at the beginning of the year. We're trying to, you know, put the wheels back on that fell off over the holidays and when I was able to carve out some, some time for the Lord, reviewing, looking at all the amazing things that he's done in our lives and in our tribe fam in 2017, and then thinking ahead. I, lo I love thinking ahead. I love thinking about the future. The future is one of my favorite topics. And I'm not talking about like, you know, like time travel and spaceships and stuff, although that's pretty cool. I just, I like thinking, like I'm the kind of person that, that is, uh, is, fascinated by what's over the next rise, what is around the next bend. Like, that's what gets me, like, down more miles than my legs can actually, like, physically handle. But I'm like, oh, just, like, if I could just ride my bike around that next, what's over that next pass? And so I, I think about that in sports, in my own life. I also think about that uh, in our family. What does God have for my son Kai just over the horizon? What does the Lord have for my daughter Selah just, like, around the, the next bend? And then I think about what does God have for us as a tribe family in the year 2018? And so I, I spent some time with the Lord over holiday break, you know, just push aside all of the Chris, Christmas chaos. And I said, Lord, like, what, what is in store for us in 2018? I know that one of the things, don't write this down yet because I just saw them, but I got to point them out. But one of the things that's really exciting about 2018 is we've had uh, another member of our tribe family get engaged this year over Christmas break. So you guys got to go ahead, stand up, stand up. Josh and Jill. Woohoo! And I was there like, like, like when y'all like met at the Hootenanny, right? Yeah. yeah, I was, hey, I was there. Well, I mean, it's not all about me. <laughs> and here's the, here's the, the Lord spoke to me one word, and then he directed me to this passage. And the word that the Lord spoke to me for 2018 was just really simple. It's profound, but it's just so simple. And it's the one word, connect. Everybody say Connect. Within these verses, I see three things that God has highlighted to me when it comes to connect or connecting or connection. And I want to share those with you, and then we're going to unpack them just briefly. It says this, he ensures that orphans and widows receive justice. Orphans speak of children that don't have a forever family. And the Bible says that God places the lonely in families connection. 
widows. They had a connection and lost that connection. And orphans and widows, it speaks of a family. And so one of the ways that God wants us to connect in 2018 is to connect with each other. And we're going to talk about these, but, but look what else it says. It also says um, uh, in that same verse, he shows love to foreigners living among you and gives them food and clothing. So too, you must love, you must show love to foreigners for you yourselves were once foreigners in the land of Egypt. Think about us as, as a tribe family. A year ago, we were kind of foreigners to, to the landscape, to the faith community landscape, even though Lisa and I have been in this community, a part of this community uh, since basically 1999, as uh, 98, as, as a church, we're, we're foreigners, we're, we're brand new, we're the new kids on the block. And I see in this, in that particular, in those few sentences, that there's a commandment, it says to show love to foreigners, but not just say, hey, we love you, but also it says to like, there needs to be a demonstration of your love. Give them food and clothing. And so this is the, the second part of the word connect that the Lord whispered to my heart over Christmas break, is that not only are we to connect with each other, but that we are to connect with our community that we live in. That's part of the word connect. 2018, God is calling us as a tribe family to connect, not only to connect with each other, but also to connect with the community that we live in. And then finally, it says this, uh, uh, verse 20, you must fear the Lord your God and worship him and cling to him. Your oath must be to his name alone. He alone is your God, the only one who is worthy of your praise and the one who has done these mighty miracles that you have seen with your own eyes. It says that you must cling to him. So the third part of this word connect is we are to connect with each other. We're to connect with this community. And God, most importantly, wants us to connect with him. So if you're taking notes, would you write this Bible verse down? Proverbs chapter 27, 17. I want to talk about each one of these words for, for just a minute. Uh, well, it's one word, but I want to talk about these three components. Connecting with each other. Proverbs chapter 27 Verse 17 says, as iron sharpens iron, so does one man or friend does to another. Have you ever thought about that verse? As iron sharpens iron, so does one man to another. Here's what the writer of that Proverbs is getting at. He's saying that, that basically you are pretty hard-headed and stubborn. That's, what it's, that's basically what it's saying. It's saying, naturally, you're resistant to growth and change. Now, now there may be some of you that are really ambitious, and you're like, you know, you, you love, you love self-improvement, and you love being ambitious, and you love setting goals, and you love achieving things, and you love being stretched. But here's the thing. When you're under that weight bar trying to PR on a back squat, there's not anybody that's thinking, this is so much fun as your kneecaps are about to shoot off from your legs. Like, it's work, right? It's hard, right? What about the kind of change that, that's easy is the kind of change that's fun, but what about when somebody challenges you? What about when somebody confronts you? What about when, when, when the life or, God, life or God's word just gets in your face? You're like, ooh, mm. it's, it's hard. 
But that's why it says iron sharpens iron. It takes a substance that's really hard to sharpen and make something productive out of another substance that is really hard and difficult. And God knows that you're difficult. I certainly know that some of you are difficult. I got your names written down here, but I'm not going to share it because you know who you are. I love you. It's got quiet in here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But it takes, maybe I'm just speaking to me. Like, I like change, but I don't like, I don't, I love change, but I don't like changing, right? Because that means oh, there's a part of me that has to die. There's a part of me that, that needs to improve. There's a part of me that I've, that I've just made excuses for my whole life that now needs to be confronted and changed. But this verse, Proverbs 27, 17, says, As iron sharpens iron, so does one man or so does one friend do to another. When we connect with each other, I want you to write this down. Growth happens in the context of relationships. Growth happens in the context of relationships. And this is part of why God has called us to connect in 2018 because he wants us to connect with each other. Will you write this verse down? It's in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5. And you know what? Why, why don't we just take a second and turn there? Go ahead and turn there. I'll give you a second. It's in the New Testament. It's towards the, it's towards the back. If you get to John or Revelation, you've gone too far, hang a left and come back. It's a little skinny book, but I know you'll find it. 1 Peter chapter 2. I'll give you just a second to get there. Where is it? Here we go. Ooh, this is good. 1 Peter chapter 2. Listen to this, verse 5. And you are living stones that God is building into his spiritual temple. Now, he says some things, and then he repeats them in verse 9. So I want to just go from verse 5 over to verse 9. So... Verse 5, and you are living stones that God is building into a spiritual temple. Now, fast forward to verse 9, it says this. You're a chosen people. You are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God. For he called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. So if God is calling us to connect in 2018, and part of how we connect is connecting with each other, when you look at Proverbs 27, 17, and combine that with 1 Peter 2, 5, you see something very interesting. First of all, that we are living stones that God is building into his spiritual temple. If you have invited Jesus into your heart, if he is the boss of your life, if he's the leader of your life, then... By this definition, whether you, maybe you like going to church or maybe you're not quite sure why you're here tonight, but believe it or not, God is committed to you being a living stone, a living stone, not some dead brick that is stamped and looks like every other brick, but just in your uniqueness, in your special way, God has created you to do amazing, incredible things, and part of that is within the context of a local church where you're engaged in a community of believers. The Bible literally says that you are living stones that God is building into something. He's doing something with all of us. 
into a spiritual temple. And then look what it says in verse 9. You're a chosen people. You're a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's very own possession. So what is the result or the so that of you being a living stone? The Bible says right here in verse 9, so that you can show others the goodness of God. For he's called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. You are living stones that are being fit together by God, the builder. Now, I don't know if any of you have, have worked in the construction trade. When I first moved to the valley, I, I was a carpenter. And, uh, and so uh, as, a, as a carpenter, I kind of, you know, on the job site, you mingle around with other trades. And um, I was always fascinated by the stonemasons because they would take this huge pile of, uh, of stone that just got j- dumped off at the job site. And it was just jumbled and messy and they were working on like a, a wall. Maybe it was a fireplace or maybe it was a retaining wall or some sort of wall or something. And they, could, they had this amazing gift to be able to take these stones that, that looked like they weren't worth a nickel and build something amazing and incredible out of how they could fit the stones together. And they'd have these little trowel in their gloves and they'd pick up a stone and they'd look like, okay, I think this stone would go here. And they could like, they could like, chip it and, and whack it and, you know, have these fracture lines so that they could, like, put it perfectly in place. And I was like, you know, like Tetris. You know, I'm terrible at Tetris. Like, every time my game ends, it was like, bleep, bleep. They just stack up and then I just lose because I just, I, I can never see how they should fit together and be shaped. But these stonemasons were amazing. How many of you have ever done any rock work on your own? Right? Yeah, yeah, there, nobody's raising their hands because you're all too smart. To like do it on your own. You've got to have somebody that knows what they're doing. And if you have ever tried it, you probably, what, got three courses and then you're like, I'm out. i got to get some help in here. Because it's hard work. And when you look at these stonemasons, they can take this pile of just what looks like rubble and make something beautiful out of it. That's what God is committed to in your life. You are a living stone that God is working together to fit into this beautiful masterpiece. Why? So that you can show others the goodness of God. There is a valley of people out here, thousands and thousands of people that live in this valley and come through this valley that desperately need not to hear, God loves you, you know, and like, yeah, you kind of like, like jump on them, but they need to see the goodness of God. And when you allow yourself to be a living stone, to be, to be shaped and molded in the hands of the master builder and fit perfectly into place, something beautiful happens. Imagine for just, for, for just a moment, imagine all of us are stonemasons, okay? We've got the pile of rocks. We've got the, we've got the thing that we're working on. We've got the gloves, the trowel. We're slopping the glue or whatever it is, cement. And, and we pick up a rock, and we're like, oh, my gosh, look at this. This is a perfect rock. This rock is going to fit perfectly here. And we got the, you know, the, and the rock goes on there. We're like, oh, we've done it. We step back. We're admiring our work. And then what if that rock goes, and just, like, jumped off the wall and onto the pile? Oop, whoops. Pick it up. Press it back on there. Okay, that's, and then it falls off again. How many times would you give that rock a chance to be put back on the wall with it not jumping off the wall before you, like, decided to do something else with that rock, right? I'd give it maybe one chance. 
But for how many of us in our hearts, we're a lot like that rock. Okay, God, like I, I want to be used by you. I want you to, to, to take my life, shape me, conform me into your image. But just don't place me next to, or just like I'll serve in the church, but just don't have me serve in that that one ministry and like there's like resistance and stubbornness and you just like as a rock you just want to like jump out of the wall well God's got some pretty amazing sticky glue that he can use and he has placed you in this church and he is touching he's moving in your heart to serve in a particular area of ministry because he's committed to your growth and to your development and when we think about the big picture, what's the big picture in all of this? The big picture in all of this is that we can show others the goodness of God. When we take bankers and, and ski bums and business executives and, and like millennials, oh, I mean, <laughs> I thought about saying it and then I was like, I'm just going to say it. We love millennials. You don't believe me. We do. Uh, but, but when you put all of these different types of people and kinds of people and from different backgrounds, when we all come together for the sake of making the name of Jesus famous, something beautiful happens. It shows to others the goodness of God. And here's the last, the, the last thing that I'm going to say about that is there's also something, uh, something else that's amazing that happens, is it says, so that you can show others the goodness of God. And I wrote this down in my notes. There is a dimension of God's goodness that you cannot know until you allow God to use your life as building material. Thank you. There is a dimension of God's goodness that you cannot know until you allow God to use your life as building material. Maybe you have attended this church for a whole year. Maybe you have attended other churches wherever you're visiting from or wherever you've come from for a long, long, long time. That's great, fantastic. Maybe if you were to give yourself like, like a self-diagnostic uh, and look like, are you growing? Are you, are you thriving? If you've ever felt like you've kind of plateaued out maybe in your relationship with God, in, in your uh, growing in your relationship with Him and, 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 and growing to maturity, it might be because you're just a consumer Christian. You come in, you sit down, you take notes, you throw some nickels in the plate, you leave the next week, you come in, you sit down, you listen, you take some notes, and you, you consume, you consume, you consume, you consume, you consume. I got you getting quiet in here. But there is a dimension of God that you cannot know. It says that when we come together as living stones, it shows others the goodness of God. Others includes two kinds of people. The people that I just mentioned, people that haven't yet met Jesus or encountered his goodness, but also you are included. There is a dimension of God that's opened up to you as you plug in, as you volunteer, as you serve, as you go from just being a consumer and you make that switch to also being a contributor. Now, 
with all that I've just said, I feel like I'm bringing sand to the beach or I'm preaching to the choir because this is one of the things that I love about this church. So many of you, I'm, I'm looking you in the eyes, so many of you get that and understand and that there is such a, a strong, a growing strong culture of serving here in this church. Whether you serve once a month, maybe, maybe every six weeks you bundle up and you stand out in that parking lot and you wave. How many of you like had somebody wave to you like on the way in, showed you where to park? Like we all like have to come in and park here. Were you greeted here? You know, are your children being taken care of? Uh, do you have to lift a, a finger to like set all of this up, tear all of it down? No, because there is this army of volunteers that understand this principle. And so for, for the few of y'all that aren't contributors, but you're just consumers, there's always room for you to join in and to be a contributor. And we want to help you find your sweet spot in ministry here at Tribe. Or if you're just visiting, like whatever church uh, that, that you come from or that you would call your, your home church, plug in and serve because God is committed to, to growing you and to developing you into this living stone that fits beautifully onto a wall that turns out to be this incredible masterpiece that shows and demonstrates the goodness of who God is. And here's, here's, the, here's the last one. Um, it's, uh, it's connecting, uh, excuse me, the next one, connecting with this community. Uh, John chapter 13, verse 35. You can write this down and you can come back and, and look at it. John chapter 13, verse 35. It says this. These are the words of Jesus. They're the red letters in your Bible. And it says, your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. For just a second, can, can we just dream? Because God has called us to connect in 2018, to connect with each other through community, through serving, by joining a, a tribe group, um, by volunteering, but also to connect with this community. What if we, for just a moment, were to dream that the town of Jackson came to us as a local church with a problem that they couldn't solve? We look to local government to solve problems in, in our community, you know, um, what about, what about uh, unplanned pre pregnancies? What about uh, dealing with, you know, drugs or alcohol that are, that are pervasive in this valley? What about corruption? You know, there, there are problems that ideally the government are situated, are, are, are positioned to take care of. Potholes, stoplights, taxes. That, that, that's their job and that, that's their area. But there are some problems that the community looks to the government to solve that they weren't designed to solve, right? What if... What if there was such a difference they could see the goodness of God in us as a tribe family and in all of the churches of the valley that the town of Jackson came to us, the church, to say, man, we got a real head scratcher here. If there is a, a demographic or a certain group of people that, that are falling through the cracks here in this community and we don't know what or how to do with them and this problem has been put on our plate but we're not equipped to, to handle it or solve it. What if, the, what if the town of Jackson came to us for help? What if we were such a blessing to this community? What if we were such a positive contribution to this community that the town of Jackson said, hey, man, could you help us with this? Hey, do you have any ideas about that? I have that dream. 
And in 2018, I believe that God is calling us to not only connect with each other, but to also connect with this community. What if we were to, to serve this community on, on a new level? What if we were to serve our, 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 our local police force, our sheriff's office, um, the fire department, the school district? What if we served other churches? What if we came together to love and to bless them? And, and, I, and I wrote down in, in my notes the, the story of, of Colin Green. He, he loves and connects with this community in a really interesting way. And, and a new way is going to start on, on Tuesday with uh, the basketball team that he's putting together. And we're going to love and serve this community by beating the pants off of every team that we play, right? <laughs> So this summer, we had, a, we had an outreach, uh, and it was like co-ed kickball, adult kickball, oh, Jackson. And uh, uh, if I had done better at kickball, I'd probably be more excited about it. But I tell you what, it's one of the most effective outreaches that I've seen in a long time. We just had our tribe t-shirts on. We played kickball. We, inter- we, we interfaced and connected with other young people in this community. And I mean, almost every game at the end, they were like, oh, wait, you guys are a church? And they just think about like all the cuss words they were saying like throughout the game and all the beers they were drinking. But afterwards, how many conversations did, uh, did we have with people like, now, now where are you guys? And what are you? Because there was, there was just like, we're, Lord, use our lives as living stones to be built together to show and demonstrate the goodness of God. And it came through, through sports ministry and calling in his kickball team. And it's about to happen again with, with basketball uh, this, this spring starting on Tuesday. If you want to, like, join, if you got skills, maybe, like, if you were, like, a D1 college basketball player, talk to Colin because we need you on our team, right? Uh, but what if we were to, to just connect with this community in a real and tangible way that demonstrated the love of God? So I said there were three, three things that the Lord spoke to me with this word connection. Connecting to each other, connecting to this community, and here's the last one, connecting with God. I'd say if you do the first two and miss out on this one, you've missed out on the whole thing. And if you get this one, all of these others will fall into place. Will you write this verse down? It's in the book of Psalms, chapter 84. Psalms 84, 1 through 4. And I want to read this to you from the Passion Translation. It says this. This is, this is the cry of David's heart. He was a psalmist. And, and the book of Psalms is like the song book of the Bible and the song book of heaven. You know, like if you have Spotify or uh, Apple, uh, you stream whatever music, whatever service you stream music on, like this is the playlist of heaven. This is the iTunes of heaven, the book of Psalms. This is the Spotify playlist of heaven. And if you go to track 84. Yeah, it's good. That's good. I just thought that. That wasn't even in my notes. Psalms 84 says this from the Passion Translation. God of heaven's armies, you find so much beauty in your people. How cool is that? I, like, when I wasn't here last week, I just missed y'all so much. I love your enthusiasm. I love your hunger for the Lord. I know that some of you have questions. I know that some of you have struggles. We all have fears and doubts and, 
you know, none of us are perfect, but I love how you love the Lord. I love how you are eager and willing to volunteer and to serve. I love how you love this community. And God right here says it. God of heaven's armies, you find so much beauty in your people. They're like lovely sanctuaries of your presence. Remember that, that building that is being built? A sanctuary of his presence. So deep within me are these lovesick longings, desires and daydreams of living in union with you. When I'm near you, my heart and my soul will sing and worship with my joyful songs of you, my true source and spring of life. Oh, Lord of heaven's armies, my king and my God, even the sparrows and the swallows are welcome to build a nest among your altars for the birds to raise their young. What pleasure fills those who live every day in your temple, enjoying you as they worship in your presence. This is a great verse talking about connecting with God. In the middle of this verse, he starts talking about birds building nests, and, and maybe you're having a difficult time connecting that, but if you were to go back in time 2,000 years ago and see the temple at Jerusalem before it was sacked by the Romans, it was this, this big complex, and even though, it, even though it had roofs and courtyards and things, there would still be birds that would come in. Like, have you ever been to, like, a mall or a grocery store, or maybe, like, even an airport, you know, like a large airport? You're indoors, but, like, birds got in there somehow, right? So this is what he's talking about in the temple, is that there would be birds along the courtyard that would set up their nests, and you could hear them chirping and singing, and the writer of song is saying, oh, I'm so envious and I'm so jealous of these birds that I can hear singing and that I see building their nests because they get to be in the temple of God where Jews believe that the presence of the Lord rested. After Jesus died on the cross, the Bible says that the veil that separated the holy, holy, holy place from the rest of the people was torn in half. The dividing wall, the barrier of hostility has been completely removed so that anyone can enjoy a free sample of his goodness and fall madly in love with him. And this is my prayer for you as a tribe fam personally, that the words of the writer of this psalm, that they wouldn't just be his words that you say, oh, that's good. They wouldn't just be his words that you say, oh, man, that's it's inspiring, and, and I love you too. My prayer is that the words of this psalm would actually become your words. So that from, like, the deepest place in your heart, you would cry out, so deep are within me these lovesick longings, desires, and daydreams of living in union, close fellowship with you. When I'm near you, my heart and my soul will sing and worship with my joyful songs of you, my true source and spring of life. That's my prayer for you, is that this year as we move forward with the direction that God has called us to, to connect, and we unpack what that means, that we would, that we would connect with each other, that we would connect with this community, and most importantly, that we would connect with him, that we would connect with this psalms. And that this psalm would be 
be adopted as our cry. And my prayer, and Lisa and I, um, it wasn't really a hot tub. It was more like a prayer tub. Like we sat in the hot tub and we prayed for service tonight. And we just prayed like, Lord, would you do something in the hearts of your people that they would see how amazing and awesome you are and that they would just fall in love with you? That's really what I want for y'all in 2018 is that you would just fall in love with him. You've been listening to Tribe. Be sure to like us on Facebook by searching tribejh.com to stay up to date with our most recent events. We hold weekly services Sundays at 5.30 p.m. and you can find us on the web at tribejh.com.